Hello, welcome to the pod. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. And I'm just so excited to talk to you today because this is kind of like a reflecting on the year that has just happened in a way where it's like, I want to share my main lessons with you because it will probably help you sort of propel forward in life. Um, so I've got my journal with me and it's so funny cause I was kind of flicking back through it before I was recording and flagged some pages to read out to you. I had such a, sorry, I'm just adjusting my top. <laughs> I had such an expectation for myself at the start of the year to do a lot of different things. And I can just feel when I was reflecting in my journals, the energy I had, I was like, I want to do this. 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 And I had like all of these, I guess I, I started, you know, the business plan of like four different businesses. <laughs> I had so much energy and I didn't know where to channel it yet. And obviously now I'm channeling it into the podcast and painting and everything. And that's where I ended up going. But like, I thought I was going to have a wedding based website because I was like, well, I used to be a wedding photographer and I still have like all of this content and these industry connections and all this stuff. And I was like, I can do X, Y, Z with it. And so I was like starting that. And I'd even started learning code because I was like, well, I need a very specific website. I'm just gonna have to code it myself. So I literally started learning code. <laughs> and I was working in this marketing place who like there was these web developers there. So I was able to like have conversations with them about that. I also learned so much about AI and I was one of the early users of ChatGPT. And like before it was not trying to be one of those people. It's like, I was there first. It's not like that. Like I literally was so early in it that I was like writing prompts before anyone knew like how to prompt. And I was writing them in this like free server situation. Um, anyway, <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I'm going to do like an AI based business as well. And I just saw all these opportunities popping up and then it kind of really came back to like, no, Esther, remember what this year is about. This year is about following whatever you want to do, follow how you feel, follow the feeling, follow the feeling, follow the feeling. And so I would sniff out, you know, these different businesses and I would try on these different, different like metaphorical jackets, I suppose, and then be like, Oh no, that wasn't for me. No, that wasn't for me. No, that wasn't for me. But I'm glad that I tried because you know, now I'm at this point where I'm doing what feels like is in complete alignment for me and it feels incredible. Um, so I'm going to kind of take you on a bit of a journey with me <laughs> back to January, 2023. So I'm just going to open my journal. Bear with me for a second. I've flagged some pages ahead of time and I'm going to just like read out like a few different snippets. <laughs> So this one I actually wrote, it's at the start of this book because I just wanted to remind myself of everything um, that is dear to me. So I wrote this manifestation back in 2021 and I have made this happen for myself. Like I've made this a reality for myself apart from one thing, but everything else in this came true over the last couple of years. And I'm so proud of that. And I know that the other thing is coming. It's just like the big kahuna, you know, so I'm going to read it out to you. It says, and also, by the way, just before I go on, um, this is the kind of thing that I really recommend you do this if you are, if you feel called to. So I wrote this down. I felt like getting into a very romantic sort of poetic mood. And I, I really just sat inside myself for a moment before I wrote this. And I was like visualizing everything that was really important to me. And it, this just flowed out and I recorded it as like a voiceover on a TikTok video back in 2021. And I sort of just watched it again and again. This is like before I had any TikTok following at all. And I would just watch that video because I wanted to drill that into myself. It was kind of like um, one of those Joe Dispenza mind movies, essentially, before I'd even heard about them. <laughs> it says, universal wisdom flows through me as I collaborate with the universe. I embody balance and live in harmony with my surroundings. I am, I own a beautiful, spacious home in Corumban Valley and I wake up to light touching my face and my mind, body and soul smile. I am enveloped by the comfort of abundance. I have an abundance of energy, happiness, health and wealth. I'm soothed by my own mind and my ability to harness silence and stillness, joy and peace. I have a beautiful relationship with my son and my partner is my biggest cheerleader. I inspire and I create growth in others. 
I leave a mark of positivity in my wake. My feet are planted in the earth and I am a part of nature. I am a part of the earth. I am the trees, minerals, flora and fauna. I am the very atoms vibrating to form this very reality. My soul knows this as truly as my mind's eye. These images are as sure and clear in my mind as a stream working its way through rock. Like that stream, I will work my way to this reality. I am powerful. I am Terra. Terra as in earth, not Terra as in fear. <laughs> um, how beautiful is that? So the only thing is I don't own a home in Currumbin Valley yet, but I will, most likely. And if not there, somewhere similar, beautiful, green, lush, near the ocean. But everything else, like I wake up to sunlight on my face, smiling, I create, you know, growth in others and I have health, wealth, abundance. I was single when I wrote this and now I have a partner who is literally my biggest cheerleader, which is like the opposite of every relationship I'd ever been in before. <laughs> um, yeah. And I am outside all the time and I'm so connected in with nature and with the frequency of the earth. Like all of this came true. And I'm really proud of that. I fucking am so proud of that. <laughs> because this is like what I always say about manifesting too, like call in a feeling. That's what I was doing here. I was calling in a feeling and my life followed suit. And like, look what I'm doing now. Look at how I'm like inspiring and creating growth in others. Like this is so much fun. <laughs> and I never would have thought this is where I would be. So there's more, um, more coming in my little journal. I write 2023, the year of rest, alignment, being true to myself, hard work only in beneficial areas and absolutely no hustle culture allowed. Ew, fuck off. <laughs> so funny because I was coming out of burnout. <laughs> and then I wrote this little story, which I think is actually really important because it's got to do with like your self-worth and it's only a couple of pages, but I want to share it with you because it's to do with like self-worth and how you're showing up on the internet, like your fear to create, your fear to be yourself, that sort of thing. And it was inspired by, like, I wasn't even creating as much as I am now. Like back then I was recently off Instagram, like I'd gone off Instagram and I was only sort of like watching TikTok every now and then. And I like, actually, no, I'd been a few months off Instagram. Yeah. But anyway, I remember before I went off just seeing, um, influencers and creators like crying on their videos being like, what do you people want? Like, what is it that will get my engagement back up? My engagement's dropped off. Like, why aren't you watching my videos? Why don't you care? Literally crying like, oh my God, because their livelihood and their self-worth were attached to the content they were creating. And there was obviously a shift going on and they weren't in alignment with themselves and their viewers were kind of rotating through and I was noticing what was happening and it made me deeply sad for them, like not in a judgmental way at all. I was like deeply sad for them. And I just, I observed and I wrote this. And what's really funny about it is that now, like I read this back to myself just now before recording this. And I was like, wow, sis, like you've read this at the right time because now like I'm blowing up online and you know, every now and then, like I'll go through periods where the videos are literally viral, getting millions of views or, you know, 20,000 views or 180,000 views or 500,000 views. And then I'll get some videos for a period of time where I'm getting like 200 views, 500 views. And I just need to remind myself that none of that shit matters. <laughs> none of that shit matters. And there's no fucking way I'm creating for an algorithm. Yuck. Anyway, like you have to do it to organically grow. Absolutely. And I refuse to do social media like ads, like paid advertising, because I think it's so incredibly bad and detrimental to human life on earth <laughs> in so many ways. I know that sounds really far-fetched, but if you knew what I know, I need to do an episode on it. Um, but yeah, I hate social media ads, so I'm hell-bent on growing organically, which means I need to rely on the people who care about what I'm doing to help me get it out there and share it and, you know, engage on the videos and stuff like that to help the videos get out there and help more people find what it is I'm doing so I help more people. So, um, you know, it does, it does matter to me in one sense that the content I create goes far and wide because of how much I need to change the world and help the world. But in the other sense, like I know deep down to the core that if I'm creating based on who I am and what I care about and how I'm feeling at the moment and what's relevant and authentic, 
at the end of the day, I will be doing exactly what I need to do and I'll be helping people and that's what matters most. So it's important not to get caught up in the wrong things. So anyway, let me read this to you. Like I haven't edited this. It just sort of came out back in this. Oh my God, I wrote this. I remember when I wrote this. So it was the 31st of the 12th, 22. Um, I think maybe in the morning on New Year's Eve. (laughs) Okay, so it says, I have a friend. She's so beautiful, so bright, so talented, so driven. And one day, due to a divine mix of opportunity and timing, she gained a following. Everything she created was on offer for the world to see. They loved it. And she felt immensely proud as, as she should. She loved the success and this had for her brand and the opportunities that were opening up. It was like a drug. The world wanted what she had and her whole life was changing as a result of their enthusiasm. She started to create based on this newfound direction and she was going with the flow, giving the people what they want. She loved, sorry, they, the love she received was so addictive that the odd times when she created something a little different and she didn't get as many accolades for it, it felt like torture. Physical pain went through her gut, like when you fear that you've done a loved one wrong. It was the pang of failure. Desperate to never feel this again, she went back to the same old. The love returned. She was relieved. All was well. But you know what creators are like, right? They always want to create new things, try new things, new ways, different approaches. They're typically riddled with (laughs) self-doubt and raised by a generation terrified of doing anything new. The fear of not being accepted for what they produce can outweigh the compelling desire to push the envelope. It's soul crushing. But every now and again, she was compelled to try something new, go off brand and create and discuss something different. She's an ever evolving being. So of course she wants to create based on the highs and lows of her ever evolving life. But this time she learned to practice Sorry, to preface her creation with, look, I know this isn't my usual, but she figured if she preempted the creation with a statement like that, maybe she could avoid some of the hurt she felt last time, but to no avail. People didn't like it as much as her same old. So once again, she didn't receive as much love. And as usual, the pain of rejection further suppressed any boldness she felt to let her true self shine. She's a smart girl and she wants to avoid pain like the rest of us. So she stopped showing up who she was. And as a result, she stopped, stopped steering her ship. She stopped shining. She essentially gave up who she was and she stopped being the version of her that we all know and loved. She felt crushed between the self-disgust of not being honest with herself and the memory of who she once was. By this point, she was so heavily reliant on what people thought of her and her creations to fill the void of her past whole self. She became fearful of her livelihood, desperate to please, chasing the little crumbs of love that she could get as her once loyal fans drifted away. She could feel them slipping and losing touch. She could feel them starting to look away with secondhand embarrassment as she cried for help and guidance to give them what they wanted. She hasn't yet realized that while she is crying to her fans, her inner voice is crying to her. She can feel herself slipping away and losing touch. She cringes with the retroactive embarrassment at herself. If only she could see what's been there staring back at her the whole time. If only she never placed her whole self in the hands of strangers. (laughs) If only she had the strength to sit through the pain of rejection long enough to see. Wow, this is really fucking me up. (laughs) To see that as she changes and grows, so do the rest of us. Her path was destined to cross with the paths of many different folk at many different times. If she created whatever her heart desired, soon enough, the people on the same path would find her. They would be, she would be loved no matter what road she took, no matter what she created, because if she allowed herself to shine, praise or no praise, she would have the one fundamental ruling power that a creative can have, her individuality, her personality, her belief in herself her deep love for who she is, regardless of what anyone thinks or wants. When she learns to possess that, people will flock to her, but it won't matter how much external love she gets, she will have an abundance of it all on her own, because here's the kicker. She's a smart girl. 
She's not to blame for her inability to set herself free. She lives in a world full of people just like her who behave the same but expect different. She lives in a world that is completely aware that she needs to be consistent and show up as what they're expected to be, otherwise they'll get ghosted like she was. And they don't do anything about it. They sit there watching her unravel, laughing at her demise, brave because it's not them. But it will be them. It is to some extent already. So anyway, she's going through a breakup of sorts with how she's operated in this world of, a cre- of creative binging. She's going through the notions of a breakup with a shitty boyfriend, in a sense. If her relationship with her creativity in the world around her were an ex, they'd be the kind of ex who only lifted her up when she behaved how, she, how he could digest her. And he put her down and ghosted her if she ever dared to be herself. She's taking back who she is, and she's creating for herself. Maybe you'll see it one day, maybe you won't. But whether or not you like it is none of her business. And she's starting to feel really powerful with that revelation. Just the same as a killer haircut after a breakup with a toxic person, she's cut the ties between what she wants to do and what she's told to do, and it's giving authentic creativity. I can't wait to see her shine. (laughs) Why is that making me emotional? Oh my God. It's so crazy because like when I wrote this, I wasn't doing any of this shit yet. And I was writing it about people that I'd seen and just like wishing for them that they could just see to just be themselves. And now I read this and I'm like, Oh my God, I wrote this for like a future version of myself, but I'm like, I am being authentic. It's not like I haven't slipped into this place of inauthenticity, but I noticed it in them because back when I was a wedding photographer, I was creating based on trends. I was like creating things that I knew that like I saw the trends before they came into the wedding world and I would get good at them so that by the time the trend came in, everyone would flock to me for that style of shooting and editing. So I used to do that, you know what I mean? And now I am creating just for myself. I, the goal of 2023 was to do exactly that. Just create for myself. Fuck the algorithm fuck the expectations. And I've been doing that anyway. So it's just really nice to read that because it feels like a really heavy reminder to myself. So sorry if it was a bit whack, it's not edited. And I just, it was a bit of a brain dump at the time, but yeah, I loved it. And then, um, (laughs) there is something I wrote on another page where it says, take inspiration wherever you find it but use it to ignite something meaningful inside you. Don't create for a trend unless it speaks to your soul. Create for yourself. Create for yourself. Create for yourself. Or don't. Just do whatever your gut says, whatever you want, for fuck's sake. (laughs) I wrote that to myself. This is how I talk to myself. (laughs) So funny. Okay. Another thing I wrote is to have imposter syndrome is to live in fear of who we really are. And then here it says 2023 manifestation throughout 2023. I will create on my path of self-care and self-development, making sure to keep reading, journaling and being outside and exercising as part of my routine. I will continue to build market and grow my personal brand. And I will hit a goal of um, 10,000 paid signups to my website. So this was back when I thought I was going to do a wedding website. It was like a subscription based thing. And now I still have the same goals of like helping people with this platform that I'm building. Um, but it's wildly different (laughs) at the same time. Um, I will cultivate a beautiful community and spend time with my son. I will spend time. Sorry. I'll continue to love and be loved and I'll never lose sight of how lucky I am. 2023 is for changing my world and then the world around me which is incredible because I have literally been doing that. I did that. I've, been cha- in cha- I've changed my world entirely and it's still changing. It's evolving and growing all the time. And I've been changing the world around me. Each person who listens to this, because you guys like listening are then taking what you're learning here or, or even if, you know, it's just inspiring something in you or reigniting something you already know you know, and then you're turning around and helping others with that. Like the ripple on effect is incredible. 
So anytime you just do self-development and anytime you grow and you learn a lesson and you level up in life, you're taking people with you, whether you're trying to or not, it just happens because of the whole, like, you know, we are essentially a blend of the five people we spend the most time with and everything. The people that spend time with you, if you're doing the work on yourself, the five closest people you have around you are benefiting from that in one way or another. And that is a beautiful thing. So you should be very proud of yourself for all of the work that you're doing because in one way or another, you're helping the world as well. So yeah, really proud of you. I love you. I wrote, I am healthy. I am wealthy. I'm loved. I'm capable. I am smart. I'm a great friend. I'm a great mother. I'm a great employer. I'm a great leader and guide. I'm in touch with nature. I am a millionaire. I am Esther fucking Boyd. <laughs> oh, so cute. I am obsessed. Okay. And then I wrote, hang on, bear with me. More good shit is coming. I think the next thing I'm reading out to you is my lessons that I learned in 2023. Oh no, where's that? Oh yeah, hang on, before that. This is about ADHD, because another thing that I went through um, last year and this year was unboxing myself massively. So one of the things, like I got diagnosed with ADHD in 2021 and I felt so much relief because I was like, well, now I know all the ways that I've been tripping myself over throughout life. And I saw all of the ways that were like a blessing as well, because having ADHD is like, it's actually a superpower. It is the coolest thing. I fucking love it. I used to hate it. So I didn't know I had it. I was just like frustrated with myself. I was like, why am I like this? Why? Am I so different to everyone? Why am I constantly upsetting people by accident? Why am I always fucking myself up? Like, why have I had such a fucking hard time living in the world that everyone else seems to glide through? Like, what the fuck is wrong with me? I was so off it. And then when I learned I had ADHD, I was like, oh. And I went through this, like, massive, massive internal, like, I've, I've never been so inward in my life. Being diagnosed with that really pointed the spotlight inside myself. And I learned so much about myself and I forgave so much, forgave myself so much because I was beating myself up. I went back and did this like inner child work of just like, hey, oh my God, so sorry for all of the years that I called you an idiot and made you feel bad for not understanding what was going on. Like, it's not your fucking fault. The world is not made for you. It's not, it's actually not made for humans. The world is made for one really rich man to succeed above all others. That's the way, that's the world we live in. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone, like all these countries fucking blowing each other up and everything. Like it's all an ego thing. It's that's all ego. And everyone just trying to be on top. Everyone trying to have the most, trying to claim the most land, have the most money, have the most power. And it's this like, it's this like, it's the, it blows my mind. Like war is so immature and it, it's so insane to me that these people are allowed to rule a country. Like it, there should be a blanket rule. Like if you can't resolve conflict with communication, you can't be in charge of a country of people or a continent. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, no, <laughs> how are all these insane men with Emotions that they do not know how to handle in charge of so many people. Are you fucking kidding me? How did we let this happen? So anyway, you can imagine that if world, the world's like run this way, you know, to give more power to the people who have power and more money to the people who have money and everyone else can basically just go get fucked. And that's not good. I cannot stand that. That needs to change, right? So I'm always working at the root cause of the problem. So I'm trying to help people understand what they're actually made of, the power they actually have within, and what life is actually about. So I want to help you all get to the point of understanding yourselves so much. I want to help you have as much confidence as I have to go forth and do anything that you want to do. Because the more people we have living in our power, the more people we have like self-reflecting, the more people will have compassion and understanding for one another. And also the better we'll be able to work together. And if we can work together, we can actually make change. Like, you know, when you think, oh, like the world is the way it is and it's just too hard and who's going to do anything about it. And it just seems futile because it's like so deeply, you know, 
laid out already and like we can't change it like yes we actually can we just need to commit to working together but I know I'm a bit of ahead of the time with that one and people aren't there yet so I just have to be patient and just help everyone get there (laughs) um so when I was like kind of going through my ADHD diagnosis I was realizing the world isn't made for humans to just be human to be in the world with nature and be in touch with each other and our spirituality and our inner world and we're constantly groomed from a young age to hate ourselves so that we're constantly buying things that we don't actually need to try and make ourselves feel better about what we look like and what we have and like none of that is important like if you're walking around hating yourself hating your body you know wishing you had what other people have I need you to remember that that's not important no offense I'm so sorry love you so much I get it I'm there as well I'm you know it's always an ever going journey to remind yourself to pull your head out of your fucking ass and what you look like on the outside doesn't fucking matter (laughs) Like, yes, to some degree, it is important to express yourself um, creatively or whatever, however you like with what you're wearing and what you look like. And yes, when we meet people, we will make an impression based on like, you know, whether they shower or whatever. So if you're like employing someone and someone rocks up and looks like they'd never shower, you're probably like, oh, they're probably going to be smelly and I don't want them in my workplace, you know? So like those little things, important. Yes, self-care is important. But if you're someone that you know, looks after themselves, relatively eats well, moves their body however they feel like it, wears stuff that they feel comfortable in and confident in, then sweet. You know, you have everything you need. Everything else that matters is inside you. It's inside you. People can sense your energy. Like, I know that I'm not fucking like Giselle Bunchen or whatever her name is, but I glow. And wherever I go, people tell me I glow. People like always they're like oh my god you're so beautiful because I fucking glow because it's who I am on the inside that they see and that is attractive and I'm not saying just to the opposite sex I'm saying to everyone if you want to be a fucking magnet you need to work on yourself on the inside you need to love yourself you need to understand that all the woes that you have about your physical world are surface-based and they're not from within you they're something that's been imposed upon you since birth and it's time to rewrite rewrite (laughs) and rewire (laughs) who we are and how we see ourselves and how we see ourselves in the world and with each other. Okay, great. So anyway, ADHD, been a blessing to have, been a blessing to realize that I have. So I was like, oh, okay, now I know I have ADHD. I need to try and fit into the world with this knowledge. So I'm like, all right, I'll go on meds. I'll like try and get better at fitting into the world and then my life will be easier. And yes, we still have to live in this like everyday 3D human reality. So yes, that did help. Absolutely. I went on the meds for a couple of years and it taught me a lot about being able to maintain um, routine and structure and everything because that was always within me. I just didn't have the dopamine to fucking keep it up. (laughs) So when I was on the meds, I built like routines for myself. And then I decided to go off them because I had this feeling this year that I just really needed to unravel even more. And I really needed to let go of um, my identity and everything to the point of just really seeing at the core, like who I am without medication, without expectation from others, without expectation on myself. I just needed to come undone in a really, really nice way. So, you know, went into a bit of a hibernation and just painted and created and did all this stuff and was one of the best things I've ever done. So I'm not saying to like, if you're on meds, go off meds or whatever, like do whatever you want, totally do whatever you want. It's just what my body needed this year. And I'll probably go back on them again at some point, who knows? Um, But I realized that my ADHD was a fucking blessing, bro. Like, why am I trying not to have it? Why am I trying to, you know, use the diagnosis to be like, sweet, now I know how not to behave and how to behave and how to do it easier. No, no fucking way. My ADHD is a blessing. Lean into it, sis. This is what you were given. Like, this is a fucking gift. (laughs) So I wrote this thing. It says, imagine being gifted a beautiful, magical gem that's per... That... uh, Sorry. (laughs) I'll start again. (laughs) Imagine being gifted a beautiful, magical gem that's purpose was to illuminate the world on an intuitive level for you and to create excitement and shake things up and create beauty. And you just put it in the back of your closet and tried not to show anyone because you were made to feel like it was too bright, hurting people's eyes. Well, it's walking outside on a sunny day. 
Sorry. Oh my God. I'm ruining everything. Well, it's like walking outside on a sunny day. It takes a minute, but your eyes adjust. Their eyes will adjust. (sighs) Right? Just be yourself and let everyone else's eyes adjust. No more excuses. (laughs) Nah, I get it. It's really hard. (sighs) Okay. By the way, I don't have any aircon, and I had shut the window because um, there's construction going on, and the fan's off, obviously, because I have an industrial fan, because I get really hot, and the fan is so loud. So I'm sweating bullets right now, sweating fucking bullets. Wish I put a towel down on my bed, and I'd actually have to air my fucking blanket out. I'm not kidding. This is what it's like. Okay. (laughs) I wrote my wrap-up of 2023 there are way more lessons that I've learned but honestly this year has been like imagine just learning like a thousand lessons a day that's what it's been like like subtle lessons big lessons massive ones that feel like a roller coaster and also just like little ones that I zoom through like there have been so many motherfucking lessons so I just had to pick my top eight (laughs) so this is what I have for you and hopefully it helps you kind of maybe unlock some like maybe you're at a place where you've learned these lessons as well and this will just sort of like unlock the last little things for you or maybe it'll just illuminate some more of what you've learned or maybe you haven't learned these yet but it'll like by hearing this these will be illuminated in your next year's worth of lessons you know okay number one if you let go of controlling your life into a realistic direction and you just step towards what feels good, you'll be so blown away by where that leads you. You will be in alignment with your energy and so, so happy. Like what I was talking about earlier, I thought I was going to have some wedding website and I wanted to open a film lab and I wanted to like do all this stuff this year. And I was like, what will it be? I know I'll do something. And so I just started building a personal brand because I was like, I'll know, I know I'll need it. Don't know what for but I knew I was going to do something really big this year. And I just was like trying all these different things. And I was trying to sort of still keep it initially in this like realistic sense of like, okay, um, actions A and B will lead to C and hopefully C leads to D. (laughs) I was like, what letter comes after C? (laughs) Um, But then I just like let go of all that, let myself completely come undone. Started doing what feels good. I was like, I feel like painting, even though I suck at it. I just feel like painting. So I was painting, 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 learning so much about myself, connecting with people, saying yes to opportunities, you know, starting things with people, collaborating with people, doing different stuff, just doing whatever felt good. And now I am here with like, you know, like the experiences I've had this year have been fucking insane, insane, insane. I'm commissioning paintings. People want to buy my art now. Like, and I've, all I do is chuck them up on my stories every now and then. Like I haven't even like, are you kidding? And I've got this podcast with 36 countries listening. Thank you so much, by the way. Holy fuck. 36 countries. I am worldwide. (laughs) And I've got viral videos on TikTok. I've been live on TV. I was on the news. I was, did like 10 different journalist interviews. I have, been blowing up this year and just being creative and having so much fucking fun so much fun because I'm doing the things that feel good and yes there have been very hard times this year I've been pulling myself out of the depths of a very hard time but I've also been fucking skyrocketing and flourishing at the same time it's like you know life can be good and bad all at once and all of it's beautiful and we're so fucking lucky to live this existence you know what I mean anyway Wow, this episode is incredible. I hope you're living for it. (laughs) Because I am. Um, Number two, boundaries are so important. It takes a lot of courage to put up boundaries and to stand by them. And sometimes you lose people because of them, but you gain so much energy. Energy is life force. Boundaries can be verbal, nonverbal. You know, a nonverbal boundary is kind of like you use your energy. you You can pull back a little bit. Or if someone's like calling you and you don't want to answer, just don't fucking answer. Or they're texting you and you don't want to reply. Don't reply, babe. You don't owe anyone shit. Like you really don't at the end of the day, like you need to trust yourself that you're a good enough family member, friend, whatever the fuck the thing is that you're trying to be. You're already good enough. You're already doing enough. If you need to put up a boundary and not answer someone's call, not reply to someone, not hear someone's fucking drama, then don't, don't, don't do it. That's fine. You have permission to do whatever you fucking want. (laughs) You know, there's always going to be consequences for your actions. So choose wisely, but do whatever you want, because sometimes those consequences are incredible, incredible, good things, like more energy to do the things that are right for you. 
it's always balance and nuance in everything. You know, sometimes you do have to just like do things you don't want to do, but if, if you know it's for your highest good, do it, you know, trust yourself, trust your feelings and everything, feel into your body with everything. Um, number three, becoming aware of how much energy I was spending on everything in my life was one of the greatest gifts I've given myself. I've learned where to stop spending that energy and found a beautiful new place to channel it, like art, the podcast, that kind of thing. So basically I, I started to notice it initially when I was closing down my business and I was really drained, right? And then I had to get this other job because I was like, I need to keep closing down the business. So I got a full-time job while I was doing that so I could keep working to get rid of the business. And I started to behave in that job as if it was my own business. And the owner was like, obviously like stoked because I was giving so much of myself, so much of my creative energy. And I realized one day I was like, Esther, this energy is your very important creative energy. This is your life force. You are giving it away to someone who probably wouldn't come to your funeral if he died. Like, no offense, like he's not a bad guy or anything, but he probably wouldn't even know I died. You know what I mean? <laughs> if I die, like, like, what am I doing? Why the fuck am I pointing that much energy into someone else's situation when I could be pointing it into my own? And yes, we need to give energy to each other and be there for each other and stuff, but it, it wasn't you know, I don't, I don't want to like money wasn't worth that. Do you know what I mean? That's how important I realized it was in this moment when I had this like conversation with myself, I was like, Oh my fucking God, my life force energy is worth more than money. Because if I focus my attention in on my own life force energy and do what I feel like I need to do with it, everything I've ever wanted will come. Money won't even be the thing that is, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, uh, it suddenly became so clear to me that I had to protect my energy like it was the most important thing in the world. And it is. And oh, I've got goosebumps all over my whole body. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So I, I started to watch where it was going and I was like, wow, okay, I need to reel back energy and stop putting so much energy into my work. And I started to put more energy into myself and my healing and my self-discovery journey and everything. And... I started to stop putting so much energy into worrying if I was being a good enough friend because like I have a lot of friends calling me all the time and wanting to have chats and sending voice messages and all of that, which I fucking love. So beautiful. And I'm so lucky. Oh my God. Um, but then like, if I couldn't reply and like, they'd jokingly be like, where are you? Why aren't you replying? And blah, blah, blah. Well, why don't you answer your phone? Like that used to make me sad. Like now I fucking laugh at it. Cause I'm like, yeah, classic, <laughs> but it used to make me so sad. Cause I was like, oh my God, I love these people so much. And how can they think that I'm not there for them? How can they think that I don't love them. Like, how could they even worry for a second that they, I don't think about them every day? Like I do like, I love my friends so much. Like I had to reel back because I was giving them more than I was giving myself. And like, they didn't know that because, you know, if you spread that attention and energy between, you know, so many different people, they all get a bit of it, which is fine. Um, but I was like, they're all getting more than I'm giving me. And I had to swap that ratio around and give more to myself and just put up more boundaries. And I'm really glad that I did because as soon as I started watching my energy like that, I started to have more energy and I started to be really cautious about what I did with it and where it went and started to put it into the things that felt really good because that was the goal of the year. Just follow whatever feels good. And now look at me. Like I have so much energy and I'm creating constantly and people are always like, oh my God, Esther, like you're fucking doing so much. Like, how do you do it all? How do you? And I'm like, oh, this is me chilling. <laughs> I'm literally chilling. <laughs> like I've had a podcast for three months and I have 30 episodes. This is 31st episode. If I was recording one episode per week, I should have like what? 12 apps. I have 30. I'm a psycho. <laughs> And this is me chilling. <laughs> I'm like, I'm fucking pumping the brakes because I'm trying to reserve energy for what's coming. <laughs> Holy fuck. I surprise myself sometimes. But anyway, these are all the things that can happen when you protect and reserve and watch your energy and direct it with intention. Be intentional about your energy. Don't just let it flow out of you willy nilly, silly Billy. <laughs> all right. So number four, creativity is a way to understand yourself better and in turn connect with the world better. If you're feeling alone, create. If you're struggling to understand yourself and be understood, create. You'll truly know what I mean if you give it a go and a consistent go. 
So if you start creating something, whatever that is, if you're like, I don't know, undoing a radio to rebuild it and see how it's built. If you're wanting to paint something, draw something, use Posca pens on a little thing, watercolors, you want to do some woodworking, you want to build something, you want to build a fucking car bed for your van, or you want to build a deck for your tiny home, like whatever the fuck it is that you feel like doing, all of these things are creating. So creativity can be, you know, just problem solving, or it can be artistic, it can be, you know, whatever. But if if you're spending time getting into a flow state and you're, you know, allowing yourself the space to just like sink into something for a long period of time and, or even a short amount of time, whatever it is, like whatever you can muster, like when you're doing that, it's almost like a form of meditation and you, you go into this place in your mind where thoughts can just flow like one at a time, like come in and come out, which is essentially what you want in meditation. So being creative helps you have more space for meditation as well. So if you struggle with meditation, creativity helps with that too. And when you're in that state of both creativity or meditation, you end up learning so much about yourself. And when you learn more about yourself, you understand more of your own potential and more of your wants and desires and you understand your lessons, your blocks. So creating helps you understand yourself. So if you're feeling in a place where you're like alone and you're feeling lonely, that's a big sign that you need to connect more in with yourself. Because when I'm alone, I never feel lonely. Like I literally never feel lonely ever. I have to carve out time to be alone, yes, because I am a very, like, I have a lot of friends and everything, so I need to make the time to be alone. But for those of you out there who are, you know, more introverted and, or maybe neurodivergent, you struggle to make friendships and maybe you don't have a lot of people around you and you're feeling a bit lonely, yes, you need to set the intention to call in a community. Yes, having people around you who are going through a similar thing to you and on a similar trajectory is very important. So absolutely call it in, ask the universe for it, like right now. But also, if you're feeling lonely when you're alone, there's that's a big sign that you're missing the connection with yourself, with your higher self. Like when I'm alone, I'm constantly learning a lesson. Like sometimes I have to also try and shut that out just to have some peace and quiet, like, <laughs> and try and just have a still mind. Um, but when you create, you connect in with yourself on such a deep level that it's just really hard to feel alone. And then because you end up proud of what you're doing, you'll show the world and you'll start to bring in the people that you want to bring in, you know, I don't know. Just, just trust me, even though I, I, I hope I articulated that properly, but I feel like there's even more to that that I'm yet to understand. But that's my understanding of it so far. And I just feel like you need to trust me on this one and just start creating something wherever you can. Um, something I popped up on Instagram the other day that a lot of people really liked was at Officeworks, there's these little A5 canvases. They're just like flat little tiny canvases and Posca pens. And you can literally just like do a pile of different colorful squiggles and then outline them in black and stuff. And that can be this like detailed, creative process where you don't actually have to know anything about anything. You don't have to fucking have any technical art skills to do that. You can just fill every inch of that little A5 canvas with a squiggly different lines or dots or anything. And it feels so good and so therapeutic. And it's like the gateway of creativity. That's what got me into it. I started painting on bigger pieces of, you know, canvas like office works and Bunnings. They have everything you need. That's where I go. And also, um, op shops, I'll go into op shops and I'll get like, because I wanted to start practicing big pieces of art, but I didn't want to spend money on like a big canvas and then do some like shit that I was just going to want to throw in the bin. So I'd go to op shops and get paintings that other people had done and throw away and thrown away or prints. And I would get some gesso primer, prime that, and then start afresh. And you know, those pieces, those canvases were like fucking 10 bucks, five bucks. So there's always an easy way to get into it, but please do start creating. You need to. Number five, the relationships and friendships around you are reflections of who you are, how you see the world and the lessons you need to learn. And the purpose of this is to lovingly and neutrally observe yourself, observe your flags, observe your energy with those people and your joy in each of these um, sorry, interactions and relationships and learn the lessons and grow together or grow apart. So you'll have friendships that, you know, maybe you kind of drift away from every now and then, but you always end up coming back together. Like no, no bad blood or anything, just like different paths for a bit. And then you realign, you go on different paths, you realign, you're growing together. That's growing together. And you know, you're not always going to be on the exact same page as everyone all the time. Like that's an unrealistic expectation for friendship. 
and you're not always going to want to have the attention and energy for that person. Like maybe you're learning something so deeply from another person. So you need to adjust, like go with the flow with that, honestly, and like direct your attention wherever it needs to go. And just remember that we grow and evolve so rapidly this day and age. Like we don't have the same communities for a long period of time that we had back in the day. And also we used to die so early. So now we live for longer, we grow and we evolve. We're not always going to be around the same people for our entire lives is what I'm trying to say. So, you know, some friendships you will keep forever and that is beautiful and others will come and go because there's like some kind of karmic connection or lesson that you need to learn within those relationships. But the main thing is that watch your energy in these situations. Like how are these people making you feel? Drained, uplifted or neutral? You want to aim at feeling neutral or uplifted. If they're making you feel drained, are they making you feel drained constantly or is it just like a one-off? Because if they have a track record of being pretty neutral or uplifting, sweet, that's fine. They can drain you once or twice every now and then because like fucking everyone's going to go through shit and we're all people and no one's perfect, right? But, you know, if they're constantly draining you and every interaction ends up being like a one-sided situation where you're helping them or they're making you feel a certain way, you have to recover your energy after hanging out with them, that's not a healthy two-way dynamic. And that's a draining situation and you should just like stop doing it to yourself and maybe cut that shit loose or just drift away, put up a boundary, whatever it is. But there's no loss there. There's still lessons that you've learned, still situations that you needed to go through together. There's still like the friendship still exists, even if you're not partaking in it anymore. Do you know what I mean? And what else? There's like, there's just so much. So like in relationships, sometimes, you know, if you know you're in a really good relationship, you might be triggered by things with this person and suddenly like get the ick or suddenly be like, oh my God, is this relationship for me? And you might panic or whatever. But if you're like, no, objectively, if I'm to observe this situation, this is a very healthy relationship and this is everything I've always wanted. Is there something that you're being reflected right now? Like, is there a lesson from your own past and your own shit that you need to learn from this person? Like, what is the mirror that they are holding up for you? And look at that lesson, learn that lesson. And then if you still feel the same, maybe the relationship isn't for you, but maybe it is for you. And you just needed to learn these lessons, like through that person sort of holding up that mirror. Um, so that was number five. Number six is let go of your own identity. Chances are it's an amalgamation of social expectations and self-imposed expectations and only a fraction of it is truly you and your desires. Let go of who you think you are and what others expect of you and let it all fall away. When you create space like that, you can attract the same true version of yourself. Sorry, wait. When you create space like that, you can attract in the true version of yourself and this is when you will make yourself insanely proud. So I've already spoken heaps about that. I'll pretty much brush over this, but just the point of that is start asking yourself if whatever it is that you're doing in any moment is this a, I want to, or I feel like I should. If you're doing it because you feel like you should dig deeper into that, do you have to, or is this just like an obligation, like a social obligation that you just don't actually want to do? If you don't want to do it, don't do it. If you want to do it, do it. Should I, or do I want to? Should I, or do I want to? Is it because I should, or is it because I want? Keep asking yourself that in, in situations and feel into your gut. Like, how are you actually feeling about the things you're doing? It'll help you really step into yourself you'll start to do more of what you want. And when you do that, you'll learn more about who you are. Okay, number seven, manifestation is the combination of self-discipline, self-trust, and focused imagination. It's realizing the blocks, removing them, and stepping further into your truth. It's knowing yourself, trusting yourself, rewiring yourself, going fully delulu before you're anywhere near that physical reality, and choosing to allow yourself to get excited for it. It's proving to yourself through self-discipline that you can trust yourself. When you trust yourself, you'll truly believe anything that you tell yourself. And where your beliefs are, your attention goes, and then your energy flows. And your energy is atoms, and we are all atoms, in, and it manifests into the very life that you're living. You already manifest all the time, every day. You are already a master manifester. What's happening is you're unconscious of it. And the blocks and everything in your life, the, the uncovered sort of parts of who you are that you don't actually, you're not aware of yet, are what is driving the main manifestations, right? So if you want to change your future, if you want to change your current reality, you need to look inside yourself and you need to dig up everything that you don't want to look at or that you don't even know. Like set the intention to see things that you are unaware of. Because when you can start to put the things that are, are not serving you to bed, you can create space for the things that are right for you. You can start to follow your heart. You can have the energy to have little bouts of like, you know, oh my God, I'm going to 
start learning to be more self-disciplined in this area and now this area and now this area and the more the more self-disciplined you are the more trust you build in yourself and the more trust you have in yourself the more you go I'm going to believe myself when I say I'm going to change my life and when you believe it you will do it it will manifest you will change your core beliefs your core beliefs your underlying beliefs the bedrock of your very reality is what your current manifestation is so you can change that if you want I'm writing a book about this not just about manifestation the book is so much you're gonna fucking love it but this is one of the chapters anyway number eight the final one i learned to look for the lesson in every hiccup every hiccup every good thing every bad thing every mild fucking thing that pops up i'm like what am i being what am i being taught right now what's the lesson in this and because i've learned that at the other side of every lesson is the reward it's the next leveling up in life it's unlocking the next chapter of what i need to do it's Every time I learn a lesson, something good happens. It's a whole Pavlov's dog situation. I'm getting rewarded with a treat. So now I'm not scared of learning lessons. I'm like, where is the lesson? I'm fucking looking for it. And it's one of the best things I've ever done because I glide through life now with ease. And it's like, I'm just zooming through, learning everything so fucking quickly. It's incredible. So look for the lesson. If there is an annoying thing that's happening to you and you're like, I'm frustrated. What might you have to learn from this situation? And um, I was watching the Gilmore Girls the other night and Lorelai Gilmore said, um, setbacks are just setups for your future success. That's so true. So fucking true. So anyway, that is my 2023 wrapped. That's what I've learned this year. Well, some of what I've learned. Those are are the main things that I thought I would share with you. And I am boiling fucking hot in this room. I'm going to get out of here. (laughs) I'm going to go for a swim. If you love this episode and you think it's helped you, please share it, pop it on your story, tell your friends about it. Um, I don't know, maybe everyone just start tagging Kim Kardashian and ask her to share it on her story. (laughs) Imagine if Kim Kardashian shared my podcast. It would blow up. Okay, let's do that team. (laughs) Oh my God, so funny. Yeah, I think that's it. I love you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here with me. Um, Obviously, this is not the last episode of the year. I'm going to still do probably like fucking 20,000 between now and December 31st. But happy December. And if you know, if you have a hard time at Christmas times um, and it's not really a good time of year for you, I'm really sorry. But your life is going to turn around. Just keep following along this journey with me. I'm bringing you with me. Your life is going to turn a fucking round. And if you love this silly season and you love this time of year, same. But I used to hate it. I used to be so fucking scared of this time of year. It used to just be a massive reflection of what everything that everyone else had and what I didn't have. So I feel both sides of it. Um, but now I love it. I love the silly season. Everyone's lighthearted and I just love that everything's a bit slower and everyone just sort of goes a bit haywire. Everyone kind of steps out of their regular programming for a bit and just has to live a little bit more however they want and live in a bit more joy. And I love that. It's like an inkling of like what's to come for all of humanity or something. Like it's going to be Christmas time forever for everyone, always. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's what it feels like. (laughs) I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.